0: welcome to the future of agriculture podcast the show that explores the people companies and ideas that are shaping the future of agribusiness innovation resourcefulness and collaboration are essential for feeding a growing population and we believe the agriculture industry is up for the challenge please welcome your host tim hammerich hey how's it going thanks so much for downloading another episode of the future of agriculture podcast my name is tim hammerich i'm an agribusiness recruiter. And I really do enjoy every week bringing you these stories of the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of agribusiness. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes lately. I, I think it's been actually a while since I've just sort of checked in with you, uh, listening week in, week out, to hear your thoughts. What what have you been uh, enjoying? What's resonating with you? Uh, what's lacking in this show? I would love your feedback at any time uh, on Twitter, at Tim Hamrich, uh, or shoot me an email, tim at aggrad.com. That's Tim at A-G-G-R-A-D.com. Would love your feedback to hear, are we on the right track? Are we exploring the stories that in your opinion really are shaping the future um, of our industry. We've been on a little bit of a data kick uh, as you heard last week with Mike Neal, The Uh, co-founder and CEO of Decision Next, uh, who is applying some really, really interesting data strategies to commodity risk management. And really along a very, very similar vein, we have our guest here today. Um, Charles Barron is the co-founder of Farmers Business Network. I bet most of you have probably heard of Farmers Business Network, even though they've only been around a few years. They've been around since, I believe, uh, 2013 but what farmers business network aims to do is pool all the available data from farmers so that they can benefit from the uh, the data that's out there. So the data that you have is is valuable, but it's more valuable when it's combined with the data from all of your neighbors and and eventually all the farmers in the US if if farmers business network is to recognize their vision. So their theory as you're going to hear from Charles here today is that if enough farmers can kind of aggregate their data, they can use it to their benefit. Um, while there is a bit of an asymmetry between the amount of data one farmer has versus the amount of data um, and a large agribusiness has, it's selling to thousands of farmers, they aim to kind of level that playing field. It's certainly an interesting concept and a very rapidly growing company, as we're going to talk about with Charles. They've got some um, some fantastic funding and some fantastic traction among their users. So um, I am really excited to share this interview here with Charles today. He was very gracious to be very forthcoming and very transparent about, about their plans and the way they look. Look at the world, and I think uh, whether you're a farmer or an agribusiness, there is certainly a lot of value in this interview to better understand where this world of data might be going in a practical sense. So enjoy this interview with Charles Barron, the co-founder and VP of Product for Farmers Business Network. All right. Very excited to have on the show today, Charles Barron, who's the co-founder and VP of Product of Farmers Business Network. Uh, Charles, thanks for being on the show. Great to be with you, Ken. Well, I was stalking you a little bit and, and noticed that your background is, is really strong in, in energy and in tech. Uh, to tell us, how, how did uh, you come to co-found such a, a, a successful agricultural company?
1: Well, um, well, that's right. I mean, my, my background, I, I started out I, I'm from California here. I grew up in California. Um, uh, I joked that my, uh, my farm was my front lawn, which I used to mow. And so I didn't get to have a combine growing up, unfortunately. Um, but, um, uh, you know, my, my brother-in-law farms in, in central Nebraska and, um, I became, uh, just completely fascinated by, uh, the struggles he, he, he deals with on a daily basis and the complexity of managing a farm and, um, uh, and uh, got into agriculture, uh, you know, the old-fashioned way, um, which is, uh, you know, I, I um, got to know it through working on his uh, farm through a corn harvest. Um, and this became completely fascinating. So I had worked at uh, Google before as a technology program manager and a, uh, an investor, and, and then um, uh, uh, got to know uh, more and more farmers and, and spent more and more time with uh, my brother-in-law, and, and then, uh, then hooked it back up with a mole who's. Uh, also uh, co founded the company and there's our CEO and a number of other folks involved in creating the company and a number of farmers. And, and, and the idea for FBN really came from, came from farmers. It came from farmers wanting to share information with each other, um, wanting to build a network that uh, created benefits for, for them, um, where they were feeling uh, very much that the industry wasn't driving the benefits um, for the farm, that farmers were suffering from information problems or market problems. Uh, in the industry, um, and you know, so with those very simple premises, just building a building a company that was oven for farmers uh, and, and by farmers, um, that uh, is where FBN was born from. And and it's just uh, a little over three years ago that uh, we started and um, started with a handful of farms, just three or four farms in uh, Illinois, and now it's grown to over 16 million acres of of members uh, all across the United States. Uh, we're now on well over uh, 4,600. Uh, farms close to uh, 4,700
0: uh, here uh, in the U.S. That's incredible growth. So what uh, for, for those of us who aren't farmers, uh, what problem does Farmers Business Network solve for them? You, you said they wanted to share information, but to one end.
1: Well, a um, very basic problem, which is that uh, farmers um, have the, you know, of all the, the participants in the food economy, in the ag economy, uh, whether that's the manufacturers of the inputs to the the farmers or the landowners or the, uh, the grain merchants, uh, the, uh, the millers, the refiners, the processors, and then the food manufacturers, retail and, and groceries, um, farmers have the, the worst economics. So uh, they have the, re- the, the lowest return on uh, equity, the lowest return on assets, the lowest profitability. Um, and yet they take all of the risk every year. Uh, they bear all the risk in the, in the market. They, they have to do all the work to grow the crop. They take the financial risk, the commodity risk, the crop risk, um, the weather risk. Uh, they take enormous risk, and uh, yet they, they realize the lowest returns. And so at a very fundamental level, um, uh, you know, the farmers, uh, the producers' position in the farm economy is, is massively disadvantaged uh, structurally based on the structure of the farm economy. And uh, that's, that's to do for a, a couple primary reasons. Um, you know, firstly, it's the amount of... I mean, uh, control that exists in the market among um, uh, the major players whether the manufacturers or retailers um, And then secondly you know, you have such concentration that exists in the market. You know two companies dominate 70% plus of the food the industry um, and yet you have hundred thousand uh, 170,000 farms uh, over a uh, thousand acres uh, in size so you have hundreds of thousands of farmers, just a handful of manufacturers now, and 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 getting smaller with all the mergers going on. Uh, so you have enormous asymmetry, you know, very basic information asymmetry, and market asymmetry um, uh, between between farmers and the partners they do business with, and that's that's a large part of the reason why their economics have, have, have suffered so much. So what SDM does is, is it networks farmers together, um, thousands and thousands of farms uh, into a common platform, not only to share information about things like agronomics and seed performance, um, but then also uh, to do commerce together, right? online e-commerce, um, buying uh, through the FBN system. And now actually we, we just launched a crop marketing service where we're actually buying our, our members' crops because we're building a national network. We're able to work with food buyers all across the world. Uh, and we're able to connect those buyers directly to our farmer's fields, you know, uh, using, using the data uh, from a farm. So a farmer can use their data to now sell their crops. And um, that combination of you know creating a network and being completely focused on farmers interest being completely focused on putting farmers first um, you know helps correct uh, a lot of the problems that exist in the market and we've been able to drive massive savings to our members um, you know sometimes upwards of 40 50 percent on chemicals when they buy through the FBN uh, direct system and then also big yield gains and operational efficiencies through the data um, when they use FBN feed finder or the benchmarking systems and now on crop marketing so And everything we do, we try to make sure that we're helping growers use the power of the network, uh, the power to scale the network, the information, uh, to just to make better decisions, get higher yields, and, and realize better prices for their crops.
0: So, if I was a if I was a farmer in, in central Nebraska, and um, basically my my uh, fertilizer salesman was was telling me, "Hey, you ought to buy. Here's the price." I could use Farmers Business Network to find out what my neighbors and what everybody else around the country was paying for fertilizer to try to get the best price possible. Would that be an example of a real life application?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you could you know use that in seed or in, in chemical. So we have. Uh, you know, over 3,000 seeds and FBN seed finder, 6,000 chemical products. Uh, farmers have shared 40,000 price invoices. So they, you could you could use FBN when you're shopping for your inputs, uh, and you can uh, when you share uh, an invoice record, you unlock price transparency. So now you can see what market averages are and what price ranges people are paying in your state for seeds, or what are uh, market averages for chemical uh, product by product. So you can see if you've been getting a good price. Um, and then you can see if you can save. Uh, and then we, we go out and, and we try and source the lowest cost products we can all across the country and, and then create a national uh, price. So there's a one price uh, system in FBN. It's a no haggle price. And that's a price that we, we ship to the farm. So farmer can use the FBN price to negotiate or they can buy online and, um, and purchase from us as well. And, and, and growers do that um, every day. And, and they do that and save uh, you know thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, even hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes.
0: Oh, so you'll actually sell them the input.
1: That's right. Yeah, they can actually buy their input through us. Um, uh, sometimes those are inputs in, in, a, in a warehouse, uh, an FBN warehouse that we ship straight to them. Sometimes um, we're uh, connecting them up with the manufacturer and the manufacturer shipping straight to them. Um, but uh, the whole model is uh, to create a, you know, a system where prices are always visible. Uh, the price is always transparent. Growers know what they're paying for. They know how to compare those prices to other prices. They're not being bundled with other things like uh, seed or services. You know, it's the price is the price. And, and then um, uh, growers can use that and, and feel good about uh, the prices they're getting, um, whether they buy through the FBN system or, or they don't. But there's, there's, uh, there's no obligation in the system to do it. So it, it creates a fairer system uh, that, that allows farmers to, um, to save more money.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm going to ask the obvious question here. Uh, so you're, you're taking this asymmetry that benefited one side and making it so it can and be a more level playing field. What is that side that was benefiting from the asymmetry? What do they think of this?
1: <laughs> well, well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think uh, there's, there's some who are very nervous and there's some who are extremely excited because, you know, frankly, what we're doing is creating competition and we're creating new ways for um, uh, companies to reach farmers, to reach uh, really uh, elite farmers. And um, there's a lot of uh, companies who have good products and they just can't reach farmers. Um, They don't have the the channel or the distribution and, um, and, and they, they're want to compete on pricing or they want to compete on service. And so that's, that's a huge uh, advantage for those companies. So anybody, we're an open system, anyone who wants to uh, sell through the FBN platform can do it. They just have to uh, follow the, the, the rules of, of the FBN system, which is that we're always going to publish prices. It's always going to be transparent. Um, we don't do the sweetheart deals or special one-offs. It's, it's always a, a, a transparent system. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, and I think there's, there's others who are more fearful. And, and I would say the basic reaction we got when we launched was, um, uh, you know, people said, uh, I mean, literally, the industry called it the devil of price transparency. Uh, there was an article written saying SBN is you know, bringing back the devil of price transparency. And, and if price transparency is the devil, then, then there's, there's real problems in the market because uh, that's not the way a market should function, um, especially in a, in a capitalist market economy. Price is a very fundamental piece of information that is essential for the, a well-functioning uh, market economy. And when prices can't be seen, either because they're only revealed – in a closed sales meeting or in a one-on-one conversation, then that hurts competition. It hurts, uh, especially hurts the consumer. It hurts farmers. Um, uh, you know, seed is a $12 billion industry plus in the United States where almost no prices are posted online um, for, for seed. And um, so that, that leaves farmers in a very uh, bad position because they, they can't tell if they're getting a good deal or not. And it's a very basic um, piece of information that any consumer would want of any good, um, whether they're a farmer or a business or, or an everyday consumer, um, going to the grocery store.
0: It reminds me a little bit of kind of the evolution from uh, in commodity markets from going from the pit trade to the electronic trade, where it kind of took out the, the inefficiencies that other people were sort of capitalizing on uh, a bit, you know, where if the market's more transparent and more in real time, then there's less inefficiency. It does it does take off some of the little money off the table that people were were kind of taking here and there. But it puts it back in the hands of the, the market players that are actually most efficient, it would seem to me.
1: Well, well, what it yeah, what it does is it, it it's just a benefit back to the grower, um, which is, you know, frankly, like I said in the beginning, FBM exists to bring benefits back to our members, uh, back to our farmers using technology, using our network. Um, using commerce platforms. And, um, uh, uh, you know, if, if the market has thrived on the lack of information or the lack of competition or, uh, the highly r- rural and disaggregated nature of farming, um, that's not been a good thing for farmers because farm incomes are under massive pressure. We're in our third straight year of, uh, you know, bad crop prices and serious uh, income pressure on the farm. Um, and, uh, and we're, and frankly, the industry is not having the right conversation. They're not, they're not talking about how they, how they help farmers through these times. They're, you know, focused on earnings, and um, that is uh, what FBN is uh, is set up to do is to bake, bring that uh, opportunity back to growers um, for the companies who want to wanna compete and they want to um, they want to offer uh, savings to growers. Um, you know, we we track this very very closely. Um, we saw. Uh, before we ever started doing FBN Direct, um, our members were submitting thousands and thousands of price records, and, um, and we saw just enormous disparities between what two farms could be paying for price. One farm could be paying three or four times as much as another farm for uh, a common ag chemical uh, like glyphosate or, um, or other products. Uh, and so the question is, how is that happening? It's not just because one farm's bigger than another, and making a bigger order and it's not just because one farms in a different state. Um, it, it's, it's because farms fundamentally don't have the information to know if their price they're getting is a good price or not. And because of the lack of transparency and competition, if there's only a couple suppliers in a region, um, then they, they can't even access lower prices if, if they could identify it. And so that, that's a, that's a major problem. And it means, a lot of farmers are massively, massively overpaying, um, you know, for these products based on what they can be accessed for in the, in the market and what they can be delivered to the farm for. I mean, we've saved, we had one farm, we saved $120,000 this year um, just on their chemical bills. So, so that's, that's real, real, real money, uh, and especially in a tough year uh, like we're in right now.
0: Yeah, and so for your farmers, it sounded like you, you your growth focus has been in the U.S. Are these all U.S.-based farmers, and are they all row crop farmers like corn, beans, wheat, that sort of thing?
1: It's all manners of farms and all crops. I mean, we're, we're, we have uh, you know, over 16 million acres of farms now. Um, we're growing by over a million acres a month um, of new members, um, and uh, they, they represent the full spectrum of U.S. agriculture. I mean, very heavily um, you know, uh, weighted in, in corn, soybeans, and wheat, but we are working with every, everyone from, uh, rice and cotton, uh, canola, uh, sorghum, um, oats, uh, hay, uh, and then all manners of fresh market, uh, crops in California, orchard crops, um, uh, uh, fresh market produce. Um, uh, they, they suffer from enormous lack of, of price transparency as well. I mean, there's more we can do sometimes in the commodity side because we have more data on seed performance and genetics and agronomic intelligence, but um, the problems that even very large uh, orchards or, you know, uh, growers in, in California or in Florida uh, face are, are, are very similar to, to what those, you know, what corn farmers face in, in Illinois in terms of the market problems. Um, so we work with, with, with all manners of farms and we're now working up in Canada and, and working with uh, uh, all manners of uh, commodity producers in, in Canada. But ultimately, we'd like to be working with every crop and farmers all over the world.
0: Right. And the power uh, is, is really in this data. And I know that you're collecting the data from the members of the network. How do you make sure that you, the data is validated? I, I know I used to buy grain and the old joke was, you know, your neighbor would always inflate his price that he said he got for his corn, you know, he, when he's talking to you on the fence or whatever. But uh, how do you make sure that the data you get is is valid? Well,
1: yeah, that's a great question. So um, I, I think that was, you know, that was what people really wanted to move past was kind of the coffee shop gossip. You know, okay, um, how, how do I know if you, you're actually getting good yields or if that seed you're, you said was a, a winner for you was actually a good thing? And, and so the ba- basic premise of FBN is um, it's an anonymous data sharing um, contributory network, meaning uh, you have to share in order to uh, see any anonymized results from anyone else. Um, you can't, uh, you can't just, uh, join and, and, and see what other growers are uh, how they're yielding. Um, number one, number two, you can't see what anyone does on any, on their own farm. So we, we don't, we never, uh, no one can see what you're doing on your farm. You can't see, uh, anyone else's farm You can't identify, um, you know, uh, uh what, where seed result came from, uh, you know, your neighbor or something like that. So it's all kept very private and anonymous, uh, and, and shown in aggregate there. Um, and then in terms of validation, um, we have, uh, an elaborate number of, uh, quality control steps. We, we take, uh, we've now processed over 110 million acres of precision data, uh, what we call acre events of data, um, that have come through the SBN system and every single one of those files we've cleaned, um, we've helped organize. And if there's very clear errors in it, um, like, um, the seed is incorrectly named or label is is, 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 we can't identify what the product was that's used. It's flagged and it's not included into the data set. So, and then when the grower logs on, you know, they, they get a screen that says, Hey, uh, we couldn't figure out what the following five seeds were on on these fields. Uh, And then they can come in and and correct that information. So, and then we, we uh, work with them to make sure they post calibrate. Um, And, you know, we want uh, the data to be as uh, high quality as possible. Um, so that's, that's first and foremost. We do do a lot of work to make sure the growers uh, have access to really, really good data and that they're taking care of their data in a, in a good way. And then number two, you know, the question is, okay, um, there's always going to be, um, some uh, monitor data that uh, might be calibrated, uh, incorrectly or, um, or whatnot. Um, and, uh, we, um, have looked at that extensively and, when you're only looking at small data sets, you know a few tens of acres or a couple fields, a few hundred acres, uh, th- those errors in calibration um, can uh, really impact you because you're you're going to be um, you're going to be seeing a result that wasn't uh, actually what happened in the field. Um, when you start adding uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of data, the average seed in FBN has about 7,000 acres on it, and we have some seeds that have about uh, 300,000 acres. Um, then those errors actually start correcting out, and the law of large numbers takes over. And so when we look at the average performance, for example, of a seed, we'll compare the calibrated and the uncalibrated data that comes in, and and they'll typically be within a bushel, uh, an acre of one another. So in aggregate, uh, it has much less of an impact than than people might imagine, but it doesn't make it any less important that everyone uh, take care of their data, make sure combines are calibrated correctly during harvest, um, and uh, make sure you're post-calibrating uh, in the system because then your benchmarks and the analysis of your farm is just going to be that much more accurate.
0: Right. Y- your vote matters, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, early on, you and o- Amol, when you started this company, you had to kind of sell the power of the network uh, in order to kind of build your network. <laughs> um, h- how do you do that?
1: Well, um, what FDM has been about since the beginning is, is – a a network that that farmers could create for themselves. Um, So, you know, really, um, FBN grew, uh, as I said, it started with three or four farms, um, and uh, uh, those uh, farms uh, invited their friends uh, to participate, and their friends invited their friends, and and before you knew it, there was, you know, 100 or so farms um, participate. And so the way we've always wanted FBN to work is that, um, everybody, no matter where you are in, in the country, starts FBN with a, a cluster of farms right right with you. So you, you, you know, by inviting your friends in, you build a local beta cluster right around you. So, um, uh, you know, you, you can get enormous benefits even if there are no farms in your region. But, you know, if you get uh, one or two or three farms in your area participating, then, you know, very quickly, you start getting uh, benchmarking and then seed intelligence. It's all hyper-localized to your, uh, to your soil types and your exact uh, growing conditions. So uh, the network has really created itself. Um, and, um, and I think uh, growers have been really excited to, uh, to have this for the first time and to have a real intelligence platform. And they've been very excited to, um, to invite their friends. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a major um, um, a part of uh, how FBN has grown and why it's grown so quickly. Um, is that growers want this information and they they want it local and they want it right around them and and uh, and the best growers know other great growers and and they they've been invited their friends into the system.
0: And, and generally speaking, how does the the pricing work? Is it a, a monthly membership or is it based on acreage or how does that work?
1: It's a um, it's a flat fee. Um, you know, fundamentally, look everybody was charging acre fees when we started and many companies still do. Uh, I fundamentally think they're They're you know basically unethical uh, in technology when it comes to software. It's not it's not how software works. Um, Software does not get more expensive uh, to deliver to a farm Uh, as you process more acres. um, It takes fractions of a cent uh, to process you know for the electricity to run through a data center to uh, handle an extra thousand acres of data. It's very very trivial, Um, and so fundamentally charging somebody five or ten dollars an acre or what have you, three bucks an acre. Uh, just doesn't reflect the basic economics of the business, uh, the technology. So, um, and farmers hate acre fees. They, they absolutely hate acre fees. Um, and because it, it it punishes farmers for getting larger, larger farmers feel that they're they're being punished for their success. And for smaller farmers, it it, it often puts a product out of their reach. Um, so we created a flat price, and um, when we did that, it was very very disruptive in the industry. It was uh, five hundred dollars uh, a year. And we instantly, you know, started seeing other companies um, changing their pricing model, um, but uh, we've uh, been able to keep the FBN price at only six hundred dollars a year now, um, and, and farmers can still get it for five hundred dollars a year with a multi-year membership um, for unlimited acres, and um, that's been been fantastic. Growers love that; they they love the, the fair pricing, um, and you can a, a farm of any size can. Uh, Uh, can work with FBN and and make many, many times their money in a year. Um, So uh, we have, you know, a 500-acre farm, you know, it's only 500 bucks, and a 50,000-acre farm is uh, uh, 600 bucks, you know, 500 bucks. And um, and we've had farms make, you know, uh, 200 times their money in a year on their FBN investment. So uh, you have to be delivering massive value back to the farm. You can't just be trying to extract value through incremental fees and nickel and diming. Uh, because uh, growers really, really don't like
0: that. Hmm. Are you, this is kind of a random question, but, um, you know, the last three years, um, prices, like for inputs, for example, have kind of not been as as high as they were maybe the five years previous to that. Are you concerned as, like, commodity prices go up that they won't see that year on year savings and that the, percep- the perceived value won't be as good? Um, well, I
1: mean, commodity prices have been, Commodity prices have been very low, um, and, and a lot of uh, growers have been suffering for that. And input prices have not come down fast enough, not nearly fast enough. Um, so what we saw uh, very clearly in our data um, is that, you know, after 2012, um, when uh, corn uh, reached its, its highest points, you know, seven, north of $7, um, you know, seed prices very quickly shot up. Um, fertilizer prices shot up. Chemical prices shot up. Um, and then as the corn prices collapsed, commodity uh, inputs were very slow to come down, especially seed. And in fact, seed actually has kept rising, um, 2015 to 2016, it rose again. Um, 2016 to 2017, it's come down maybe just slightly, you know, a percent or two. Um, but, but it has not come down anywhere close to the, uh, the rate that the commodity price has come down. Um, chemicals have come down a little faster in part because there's been so much switching by farmers into generics and into using lower cost services like, um, or options like FBN, um, where they can really save. And then frankly, us putting a benchmark price out there, um, of the FBN price has caused, uh, uh vendors from all across the country to have to, uh, match or beat the FBN pricing. And, um, and that's really helped push prices down for farmers as well. Um, so, um, I, I don't worry about that because we're we are built up to always be geared towards delivering enormous RLIs to a farm, um, whether that's through yield gains or better crop prices or, or savings on inputs. And, um, you know, um, and, and that, those, are, those are the basics of a, a farm's economics.
0: Sure. Any any plans, or maybe you're doing this currently? I don't know. Uh, to also serve the animal agriculture side, so dairy producers, uh, cattle feeders, uh, that sort of thing, or does that kind of create a conflict of interest with using the farmer data for their purpose and the person they're selling to as well? Theoretically.
1: Well, actually, a lot of our there's there's a number of uh, different things we've we've been doing. So I mean, a lot of our farms, many many of our members, um, you know, probably upwards of half are integrated livestock producers. So they're either uh, managing hogs or or ranchers um, uh, or other. And um, we now uh, allow our members to actually become buyers on the FBN system. So if you're a hog producer and you're buying uh you know uh, hundreds of thousands of bushels a year of, of grain um for your hog operation, you can post on FBN as a buyer and you can source direct from other farmers in FBN. Um, and so uh, that's been really exciting because we've had a lot of farms uh, start doing that. Um, but I think a lot of the same problems that we talk about in terms of the information mismatch, the conflict of interest that exists in the sales process between the agronomic advice and the sale of the pr- input, whether that's seed or fertilizer or chemical, that happens at the retail level, um, uh, a lot of that exists in uh, animal agriculture and exists in the in, in way um, – uh, some of the veterinary supplies and other, other feeds and other supplies, um, you know, are, are purchased. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, those are, those are all areas where farmers ask us every day to, uh, to help them out on.
0: Charles, you—I uh, had read at one time, at least, that, that you all had raised uh, something in the neighborhood of like eighty-eight million dollars from from investors, and I, I don't know the number might be different now. But um, what what gets investors, especially those that don't have a background in farming, what gets them so excited about this idea?
1: Well, um, well, that's right. Yeah, we we've raised um, uh, money from uh, investors, technology investors, people like Google. Um, also, you know, we're owned as an independent company. We're we're owned by our employees. Um, by our investors, and then also, um, you know, by farmers. There's a lot of farmers who um, participate in FDN. Um, uh, what FDN, you know, is doing is, is not unlike what what has happened in other industries um, that uh, technology investors are, you know, familiar with. Um, but what, what FDN is doing is, is you know, helping um, uh, create enormous benefits for farmers by creating an alternative supply, an alternative economy, an alternative form of information um, to what has been available and um, using technology to do that and, and using um, the, the advantages that exist out there and things like cloud computing and, and, and networks that um, and creating network effects. Um, and so, um, you know, our investors, what's been really, really critical for us is having the right investors involved in the company. Um, We have never wanted to have investors who are very short term or very focused on, um, uh, you know, strictly short term kind of uh, financial results, very mercenary, if you will. Uh, Our investors have been um, extremely um, uh, long term oriented. They want to think about transformational uh, opportunities and transformational ideas Um, and Uh, They really uh, uh, fully support the mission of FBN, which we made very clear, you know, from the outset as we were creating the company um, that uh, we were going to create a company that was going to absolutely uh, put farmers first and benefit farmers. And um, if they were behind that, you know, then, then we wanted to, um, we wanted to to have them involved. And then, and then lastly, what's been so critical is that our investors are all independent. They are not um, from uh, the ag industry. So they are not, um, uh, manufacturers or retailers or uh, merchandisers or, uh, or, or machinery equipment companies, um, uh, they're independent companies. They're independent entities, and that is, is critical because FBN is a, a fiercely independent company, and we, we represent independent uh, farmers and we provide farmers information that um, the industry has not wanted to provide them or has not wanted them to have, whether it's price transparency or product performance, um, creating online uh, commerce for them, so it's really been critical that we have uh, strong backing from totally independent uh, investors, and, and that allows us to to help farmers in a much bigger way.
0: Great, Charles. Before I let you go here, uh, can you just describe to us how you how you see Farmers Business Network looking different in the coming years, and kind of what challenges exist to to getting to that vision?
1: Well, I, I mean, we're we're extremely focused on on. Um, on, uh, on bringing more services and, and 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 more creating more value in different ways uh, for for our farms. Ultimately, we want to be connecting uh, you know farmers from every crop all over the world. Um, but um, you know, right now our, our major focus is uh, helping uh, U.S. Uh, producers um, uh, making better seed choices, um, uh, purchasing in more efficient ways, finding real savings. Um, we're I'm extremely excited about what we're doing on crop marketing and what we've been able to do there. So, you know, for example, what we can do is um, now connect a food company all the way back to the field based on the genetics of, of what a farmer is growing. So a farmer can uh, hook up their John Deere Cloud account to FBN, and then, uh, uh, you know, we're tracking the seed that's being uh, planted in the field, and then a food buyer can come to us and say, I want this exact genetic variety of soybean, or I want this you know, antigen corn for ethanol, or I want, you know, X, Y, or Z. And uh, we can instantly query our system, identify our farmers and bring them a market opportunity, a way to sell their, their crop um, in a way that helps them take advantage of, of their data. Um, And that's been, that's been enormously exciting because um, we've been able to bring people um, real premiums for the crop. Um, We were able to, uh, by bringing those contracts and bringing production contracts in advance, um, we were able to, um, uh, bring growers $85 an acre, um, premium this last year, uh, on non GMO soybeans. And this year we plan to be contracting, uh, you know, many tens of thousands of acres, uh, and hundreds of thousands of acres, um, across a, a, a wide range of specialty and non GMO, uh, crops and, and in the commodities. And so by being independent, by having that national network, and then by having a, a now a global network of buyers, uh, I think we can um, dramatically change the way um, that uh, farmers market and then also uh, the way we um, uh, uh, can put, put farmers closer to the consumer and put the food company closer to the field um, using data and, and by giving a farmer a new tool for that. So that's tremendously exciting, and um, we're really excited to be launching that. So I think in the next um, couple of years here, uh, you'll, just, you'll just continue to see more and more uh, innovations where we're um, giving farmers uh, a real benefits from their data, uh, more and more information agronomically. Uh, we just released seed relabeling, which allows a farmer to automatically identify uh, when a seed is being sold by other companies and, and which, which companies are selling the same genetics. Uh, it turns out to be happening in about 45% of soybean seed and about 40% of corn seed, and often for wildly different prices. Farmers have been completely in the dark about this. Um, and uh, they've known it's going on, but they haven't been able to identify which seeds are which. Now that's an automatic tool in the FBN seed finder system. So uh, I am uh, just enormously excited to the kinds of innovations we're going to be able to, to bring out here, uh, and we've been building those as quick as we can.
0: I know if somebody's listening, particularly if they're a farmer and they want to learn more about uh, Farmers Business Network, they can go to your website, but they also can go to the event you're having in December, right? The Farmer to Farmer event. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Farmer to Farmer is uh, December 13th through 15th in Omaha, and this year it's all about the battle for margin. So it's everything that farmers are doing now, whether that's uh, buying differently or creating new markets uh, or using data to, to create margin, how they're doing it, what the leading farmers are doing how they should be thinking about it. And it's where our FBN, our national network, gets together, uh, plus all our partners, so um, suppliers through FBN Direct and other partners who offer discounts into the FBN membership. And we welcome everybody. Everybody from the industry is welcome to be there. Um, uh, And, and of course, farmers, uh, whether you're an FBN member or not. Um, This year we have uh, Rob O'Neill, the the very uh, legendary Navy SEAL coming, talking about uh, kind of managing in stressful times. And as well as we'll have uh, speakers from uh, um, incredible technology companies and artificial intelligence and uh, uh, autonomous vehicles, as well as um, uh, dozens of America's best farmers. And so for us, it's about how do you how do you bring the best of the world of technology and the best of the world of agriculture together in a totally unfiltered uh, way? Uh, We don't have sponsors from the industry. Uh, This is just an open session for our farmers. And um, uh, but FBN's an open platform so we, we welcome anyone um, and uh, we it's uh, farmer to farmerag it's December 13th through 15th uh, in Omaha
0: Great, we'll put that in the show notes Charles, I can't thank you enough for taking the time I know you all are uh, seeing some tremendous growth and I'm sure extremely busy but uh, thank you for taking a few minutes for us today
1: Well great to be with you, thanks, thanks Tim and, and always happy to talk
0: Hope you enjoyed that interview with Charles there. And uh, are you going to go to the Farmer to Farmer event in December? Uh, Let me know. I'm still thinking about going myself. So maybe I'll see you there. And, And that brings me to another question. What events in agribusiness or agriculture in general are just can't miss events for you? I would love to know we're going to be creating kind of a 2018 networking calendar. Uh, and I would love to know what events you either love going to or would love to go to if given the opportunity. So send me that tweet on Twitter at Tim Hamrich. If you're not a Twitter person, like I said at the top of the show, you can always email me, Tim at aggrad.com. Hey, thanks so much for allowing me to, to do this every week and for being there to listen. I uh, would welcome your feedback at any time. Just really appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week. you for listening to the Future of Agriculture podcast with Tim Hammerich. Visit futureofag.com. That's futureofag.com today to get connected into careers in the agriculture industry. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.